today we're talking about margaritas, marches, and mania. And today I'm drinking black box tequila and we're going to make some good shit. Oh, I'm Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I'm Kevin and I am drinking Eradura tequila. <laughs> nice, delicious. And who are you, lovely lady? I am Belinda, MILF drinking Luna's <laughs> World tonight. Awesome. All right, and we're, we're also joined by Will. Yes, I, I am I am simply Will, and I am also drinking Lunazula, the moon, the most beautiful moon. Nice, nice. And what a fucking year this week has been. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we're going to get right into it. So what are we drinking this week, Kevin? Uh, this week, we are drinking a Tommy's Margarita. Do you guys know what a Tommy's Margarita is? I have no fucking clue what that no, is. What is that? Know. I mean, uh, I've I've had margaritas, but what is sure. Tommy's margarita? Marga margaritas have been around forever. Um, there's a mom and pop restaurant in San Francisco, California. Uh, started back in the '60s, uh -huh. and mom and pop had a son, and they put him in charge of the liquor, as one does. Uh, I I wish that had happened to me, but um, they put him in charge of the the alcohol side of the business, and he decided way back in the '80s. Um, after visiting distilleries down in Mexico and things like that, uh, that he loved agave, uh, the, the primary component of tequila. And he wanted to make uh, a margarita at his mom and dad's restaurant that was very agave forward. So the first thing he did is he started looking into 100% agave, 100% blue agave um, tequila. Uh, back then, so is is that the same as tequila blanco? Is that basically so same thing? Tequila blanco is is just a type of uh, like you see that this is sometimes they call it silver. Uh, That's just the coloring and the um, the way they make it. But you can have one hundred percent agave tequilas that are reposado, blanco, uh, any of the varieties of tequila. But uh, in order to be tequila, technically you only have to use 51% agave and agave is um, rather expensive. It takes seven to eight years to grow an agave plant uh, before you can use it at all. Um, and so um, a lot of the tequilas, especially back then would only use 51% agave and then some use some neutral grain spirit to kind of fill in the gaps. So like then, uh, vodka or what? Yeah, just any any kind of neutral grain spirit that probably essentially like a vodka. Yeah. Um, so he started to get really interested in 100% agave tequila. It tastes so much better. Um, it has the true essence of what tequila was supposed to be. Um, and then realized back then, back in the 80s, you couldn't just go to the grocery store and pick up uh, agave uh, nectar or agave sweetener. Um, nowadays we can, but back then uh, down in Mexico, he, he found out that when they weren't using agave to make tequila, they would use it to make sweetener. So a traditional margarita has tequila and lime juice, and then usually a triple sec or a Cointreau, some sort of orange liqueur. Um, one of the main reasons they use the orange liqueur in a traditional margarita is to cover up the taste is that like a like a contro? I don't even know how to fucking say yeah, that. Contro. Contro. Yeah. 
Quantro yeah. triples or Quantro triple sec or orange uh, curacao or how do you say that? Uh, no, oh, oh, curacao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curacao, yeah. Or Grand Marnier if you're feeling really fancy. Um, Any orange, orangey stuff. But the reason they use that in a margarita is basically to cover up the flavor of the tequila because the te the tequila back then was kind of bullshit unless you bought the really high end stuff. Um, so he created one in order to make it more agave forward, where he just use, he essentially substitutes the agave for the the orange liqueur. So our recipe today is two ounces of a 100% agave uh, tequila. So you're saying you actually measure shit out? <laughs> well, not always. <laughs> uh, no, but if I'm making the the traditional Tommy's margarita, Tommy's is the name of the Julio is actually the name of the the man who came up with the recipe. Uh, but his father's name was Tommy. And that's why the, the restaurant was named after that. They actually just called it their house margarita, but the world came to know it as Tommy's Margarita since, since that's where it was started. Um, so two ounces of 100% blue agave uh, tequila, an ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice. Again, you can pour juice out of a bottle uh, if that's all you have on hand, uh, but ideally it's fresh squeezed uh, lime juice and then a half ounce of agave nectar. Um, so let's go ahead and pour. Um, so two ounce, two ounce tequila, half ounce lemon, and half ounce ag agave. No, so two. So it's really easy. It steps down every time. Oh. Two ounces of tequila, one ounce of lime juice or lemon juice, if that's yeah. Spencer likes to go non-traditional, so I get it. I mean, uh, I, 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 freeze, I freestyle. Exactly. So another half ounce step down um, of the agave. So it's actually one of my favorite recipes because it's so easy to remember the amounts. So yeah, it, remi it reminds me a little bit of uh, Last Call because Last Call is just like equal parts everything. It's really easy to remember. So I poured in my two ounces of tequila. And I'm I'm doing this live on the camera. Uh, when you when you do your juice, um, it's a good idea to use. You can use a reamer, uh, or you can use one of these uh, juicing elbows. Um, you can buy them at most grocery stores, or uh, I don't know, fucking Bed Bath and Beyond, whatever. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking, yeah. sponsorship juice. Bed Bath juicers and beyond. You mean? So so I've got one here. One of the 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 reasons I recommend using one of these is it not only squeezes out the juice from the holes there, but the pressure from the top um, gets the the oils out of the skin. Oh, okay. See, the... see, I'm I'm lazy. I just use the like fucking bottle of lemon juice or lime juice. <laughs> just I mean, like I'm not gonna lie. I keep, it's I keep it's so much better. It you're right. It's so much better with fresh juice, but man. Belinda's, I, Belinda's at it right there, but uh, my, so it is an ounce. But if it's uh, if it's kind of a standard size lime, you can just eyeball it, and usually one lime, a whole lime, is about an ounce. All right. What you guys don't know is I actually cheated before, so I've got mine oh, mine man. ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell I'll tell you my super secret recipe in a minute, but well, okay. well, here here's what's crazy, guys. Is I have never mixed a drink other than a gin and tonic 
So this will be oh, my very first. This is Will's very first. You ordered supplies just for this, right? You got your- I did, I literally did. Um, so again, I- how, how do you feel about the word jigger? Just kidding. <laughs> I feel oh, uncomfortable. Boy. I, I episode just on the- I know, when I started drinking, I was like, wait, what? They call it what, a it's jigger? Like jigger? Are you fucking kidding me? Anyhow. <laughs> It's like too close, too close. Here, here's another tip. So I have my little ice bucket here. This is just ice out of my fridge. It's it's melted a little bit as I've been sitting here. But um, bigger ice is better for shaking. Not so big that it it clunks around in there. Oh really? That's interesting. I've always I've always like crushed my ice or had smaller so pieces. The, the problem with the crushed ice is when you have the smaller surface space, it melts faster. Uh, Quicker too. We'll we'll have to talk about the whole wet dry shake business sometime. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll do uh, whiskey sour or something when we. All see. right. We can talk about. Although that. although I, I commit heresy and shake my sours with uh, ice, but. So I'm gonna put about a cup of ice in. Uh, Belinda's. Is that what I'm supposed to be doing? What's that? Am I, am I supposed to be following along here? Oh yeah, or, or you can watch and then yeah, get, I, I'm a little bit I'm a little behind. Get all your ingredients in, get your ice in. I usually put all of my ingredients and the ice in the smaller, especially if I'm just doing a single serving um, drink in the smaller portion. We have a, a Boston shaker here. So they fit together, but one's smaller and one's bigger. And then I just simply tip the smaller one on top. And then on a hard oh. surface, which the hard surface is gonna be my leg right now. Uh, I give it a good pounding, uh, a nice slap right on the ass end of it so that it's in there pretty tight. It's always the best spot, Kevin. Yeah. And then I grab the bottom <laughs> of the shaker and then hold my hand on the top um, and then just give it a good shake. Can you can you hear me over the shaking? Oh, yeah. yeah. I can hear you just fine. Uh, so, I mean, does it does it matter how you shake? Because I've been to bars, dude, and I've seen people do back, I mean, backflips while shaking. I've seen them use their... Uh, shaking motions i just keep it simple yeah do you do a do you do a figure eight do you well, what are you do you doing it. there's a lot of ways people say to know how long to, to shake it for yeah what i tell people shake like a polaroid picture I get it's it. so cold you feel like you need to set it down and then do it for about <laughs> eight seconds longer than that oh shit interesting so i didn't oh, even cool. think about that and then sometimes you have to give it a good bump on the side to get it apart and then for for a margarita, uh, I like to have the ice in mine. Um, also, I wanted to bring up, um, oftentimes you'll see this kind of glass for a margarita. People will pour them in here. What is that called? There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I don't know. I guess is, it a is it a coupe or is it a margar margarita glass? It's, it's a margarita glass. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, these were kind of traditionally made. Margaritas used to often be blended, like in a blender with ice. I've um, made those. Yeah, and they're delicious. There's nothing wrong with them. Um, so this is the more traditional glass for that type of margarita. Um, also, some people will salt the rim of their glass. Um, I tend to just put a little bit of salt into my my drink before I shake it, and and do it that. Oh way. my god, I've I've learned so much already. Like, but, um, I am not going to strain this one because I like to keep the ice in my margarita. So I just kind of tip it. 
you know, it's, it's hard to show, but if you guys are using a Boston shaker, that's the correct term, right? Like this. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I learned this from a dude at a bar. You can, you can use this as a strainer if you carefully yeah. uh, release the liquid. Um, just, you know, just slightly crack it enough to catch the ice. Works just fine. Oh, that is beautiful, Kevin. A wheel or a wedge of lime is a traditional garnish. Sometimes I get even fancier, but today we'll just do a... Uh, yeah yeah basically you're you're fancy as fuck and cheers is what you're I, saying I so so <laughs> i clearly did not follow instructions i don't know about you guys belinda looks like she was following instructions very clearly or carefully rather um and i just i just been watching the instructions i don't even i don't even like measure shit these days i'm just like hey a good cocktail has some sweet it's got some sour it's got some liqueur and then maybe some bitters or flavor and that's it and I, sh I shake that shit up. I mean, that's that's kind of what it is, right? Yeah, I I would suggest I, I freestyling like that is a great idea and how you really learn to make good cocktails. Um, I would suggest one time at least trying like the recipe of any good cocktail because you can learn a lot from the. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm just saying I've been at it for a minute, um, but yeah, you you learn that stuff pretty quickly. For sure. And so, so you're gonna have to, you, Kevin. You're gonna have to walk me through this. So, so would you? Have you poured anything? You, you, got, you got what is it? Three ounces. Two ounces. <laughs> two ounces. So Will Will's trying to pass out. Will Will's, Will's trying to get shit faced and pass out. Okay. Only only two. Okay. <laughs> A loose two ounces. So that's the. Uh, you you told me your jigger was uh, two ounce and one ounce or. Yeah, two ounce and one ounce. So, yeah. so I got, I got two. I got side of the jigger. Yeah. Now, now I feel really awkward about <laughs> that utensil, the measuring, the measuring, the measuring, the measuring device. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the measuring tool. And then, and then we got one ounce of lime juice. Honest. No, no, oh, lime. Juice. Yeah, man, this this is a good thing I have you going through this. <laughs> um, yeah, basically a whole lime if you're using. A, a real lime. If you're using just juice, measure out an ounce. Yeah. I'm cutting a whole lime right now. Nice. Do you have a, a, a juicing implement? I don't. I was just going to use my hands. I'm not. I'm not fancy like you guys. Well, you know. A reamer. That's also an interesting. Oh my god. Oh my god. Bill already knows his hands juice things quite well, right? Will, Will is so good yeah, with those hands. Will. Yeah. Oh, Will. I'm just not going to comment. <laughs> gonna oh, my God. All right. You know what we should what we should do in a future episode actually because um, yeah. I don't think we're going to talk about this time but how we met each other. That would be an interesting oh, be, interesting thing fun. to cover um because yeah we we all kind of came into each other's lives different ways so can we get a sponsorship deal from the big v this podcast is brought to you by the big v <laughs> <laughs> apologies right, belinda right. you know this, is, this is gonna be impossible like, all right no worries no worries you carry on so um you know mine i just i just kind of freestyle it i i when i make a margarita you know I've, I've seen a lot of recipes and you can do a lot of interesting things like i have jalapeno tequila i've tried to infuse tequilas um i think you and belinda are better at that kevin than i have i've tried um and when i try to infuse a tequila i typically get 
kind of a bitter flavor and it, it was a bit off-putting so i'll need to is a tough one that way if you're yeah it it totally ruined like i i bought this this whole batch of reposado or blanco i don't remember this just big ass 1750 milliliter bottle and i was like okay fuck yeah i'm gonna make some jalapeno tequila and i put the jalapenos in there and i was like oh shit this tastes terrible <laughs> it, it tastes kind of like like a farm a barnyard we we've done that before. Um, so do you have do you have to like process the jalapenos before or what's the deal? Um, I it's it's not a long time that you need the jalapeno in there. Okay, because I think my issue was I like I put the seeds and everything in and I left it for like a day. Yeah, um, mm. I think the seeds are actually um, I need to look into it more, but I think the seeds are actually the thing you want. There. Well, the seeds are the hot bit the, for sure. Green, yeah, the green part, the hot part. Well, yeah. and the green the green part is what tastes vegetal, which makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it tasted like some what's that weird ass uh, Australian thing? Uh, Vegemite. Not the, like Vegemite. not the other big V is what you're saying. The other big V, yeah. <laughs> all right, um, all right. Kevin, how, how much how much agave do I put this in? Put put in this bad boy. Half ounce. Half. So the small side, just fill it halfway. All right, and, and then uh, and then how much ice? Like one or two, or about a cup? Ten? No, like like, like four refrigerator ice, like maybe six right. of those. You know what, Will? We're all good. This, this this is how easy making drinks has been. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. So this is a pretty simple recipe, but uh, honestly, like like Spencer was saying, once you learn the basics of how to balance a drink, um, kind of riffing on any kind of cocktail is really easy to do. You know, Will, I won't blame you if you make a three ounce tequila margarita because <laughs> what a what a no. I mean, I mean, it, it's a good segue because what a week it's been. Absolutely. What a week it's been. That's what I was gonna say. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what, we're, what happened? well we're we're recording this on january 10th well i mean i was chilling at home on wednesday uh i'm trying I've, I've been trying to riff on a name for wednesday is it dark wednesday is it white wednesday is it hateful wednesday i don't know i don't know i don't know we don't have a catchy name for it yet but that is the day that i witnessed thanks to you frankly uh will <laughs> you sent me this link and i was like oh, okay right. what is this this youtube link and I saw people marching on the Capitol doing things that I wish I could do. <laughs> and and to make it clear, the um, the link was a live a live stream. It was a fucking live stream. So I I click on this link and I see angry hordes of white people <laughs> screaming at cops in front of the nation's capital. And I'm like, oh my god, what is happening? You know, I think I think you were in a meeting, Kevin. Uh, Belinda was was I was at work and I was watching it at my desk while I, I was working and just like wide-eyed just oh my goodness and updating people around me I was like oh my gosh they're in they're in um well that yeah. was a weird that was a weird part too is you know Will sent the link I'm watching I'm texting you guys and I start texting other people and they're like what are you talking about I'm like oh my god you gotta you gotta tune in so I post <laughs> I post it to Twitter I post it to Facebook and it was almost like this this collective like realization of the monster that was created coming to bear and rearing its ugly head. Yeah. So for those who've been living in another dimension and completely unaware of what's happening in the United States, 
we had an incident this week where throngs of angry white people marched on the Capitol of the United States of America while Congress was in session after the president of the United States incited violence, essentially, through his words. And, you know, if you want to be objectively straight and narrow in your definition of whether he incited it or not, that's debatable. But the point is, he spoke, people got excited, and they marched. They marched on the Capitol. They attacked the police. They pushed past barriers and eventually made it made their way to the Capitol. And I had a holy shit moment. I don't know about you guys and what, what your perspective or point of view was, but I was like, holy shit, <laughs> this is happening. This is actually happening. Yeah, I, I, was, I was talking to some friends and like, I was just saying, what a not even a miracle, just how lucky it was that it didn't turn out worse. Imagine, imagine if they would have caught like AOC or Ilhan Omar in the halls of Congress. They, they would have they would have done a public execution of those people. I mean, they, or, wor they, they or worse, frankly. Worse. What was that? Is it just or worse, frankly, because, yeah, because yeah. they're women, they're minorities. I could totally see them doing heinous things, and I don't want to like even well, ide ideate on that. But yeah, it would have been bad. Did you guys, did you guys see the video that that came out today where it was it, it's a group of all these people in front of Congress trying to get in, right? And they pull out one of the police officers and start beating the shit out. One of the police officers. These, these are the same people that say they back the blue. Bullshit. Yeah, Bullshit. I guess I guess before we get into specifics, just to frame the whole thing. So um, how, how does this look? I don't know. It looks Beautiful. delicious. I how love do, it. How, do, how does it feel for you, Will? I don't have a lime wedge, so I feel like a pleb. I feel like <laughs> I feel like one of those people that Donald Trump hates right now. Yes, this is good. This Those unclassy Cheers. people in the in the crowd, right? The the unmashed the un unwashed masses who would deign to have a lime wedge in their margarita. That that is me right now. I am I am with them. But uh, just just to give a little bit more context here, um, before we get into specifics, specifics are important. But um, and not not that everyone doesn't know this, but this is just what I saw. I saw people screaming at cops, passing them, beating the shit out of them, like you said, Will. Uh, breaking and defacing property. We'll get to the comparisons of the Black Lives Matter protests and what we witnessed this week, but actually threatening physical harm. I mean, people, they erected a noose and gallows on the Capitol grounds. Like, I absolutely insane. I saw that. Like uh, they, they, they were just angry, upset, uh, irrational. It, it felt very feral and just uncontrolled. Like it was just, it was just rage. It was pure rage expressed in a physical sense. And I mean, if you think about the optics of the whole thing, not, not even just the optics, but in a real sense, Congress was in session, you know, and I took some time before the, the episode, the podcast today to look at the uh, structure in which the United States government is arranged and everyone, not everyone, but much of the chain of succession that would be there to act as a check against the president was in Congress. Like if they had yeah. gone in and killed everyone or harmed them, we'd be in, <laughs> we'd be in a, in a, in a. I don't, I don't think we've really grasped the like how horrible it is and how insane it is that the president of the United States literally sicked a mob of people to try to kill Mike Pence, the vice president. 
that's like his flat president. out yeah his vice president like if we just like put this all into like one sentence like if our if like my kids were always asking me like what happened this week i would tell them the president of the united states tried to kill the vice president because he was mad that the vice president was certifying the vote against him yeah that's what happened he tried to kill the vice president and it didn't work luckily luckily yeah, as they've as they've started to play back some of the speeches from the rally um, that happened before uh, before the the march happened on the Capitol. Um, when you listen to Donald Trump, when you listen to Rudy Giuliani, when you listen to other Republican leaders who spoke in that event, they incited violence. They, I mean, they it's it's slightly hidden in their language, but some of it's not even slightly hidden. Uh, Rudy Giuliani straight up calls out that th there needs to be, uh, how did he phrase it? Trial by combat, trial by combat. Trial by and combat. If, if you look at the historical framing, or at least- What is combat? Combat's war. Yeah, but no, it was fight to death. It's basically, let's fight to the death and decide. T-shirts? that several of them were wearing that they made in advance. It's Double water. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no, Kevin. This was not coordinated by any means. <laughs> oh, that, that was Antifa. What are you talking about? That was oh. obviously Antifa infiltrators. No, or uh, Newt Gingrich's appearance on Sean Hannity was it the day before where he talked about the previous civil war. Um, so they were right, ready yeah. for something. Right. For sure. Uh, just... Spencer, do you know why I sent that link in the like why I was even watching that live stream in the first I place? I had no fucking clue, dude. I was just oh, living my that? life, drawing my shit, and you share this link. I, I was watching because I had seen some posts from a week ago and a couple weeks ago where people were talking about maybe we're gonna try something on January 6th. Maybe we're gonna just 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 really vague things like they're gonna see what they're gonna see what we're talking about or just like some like weird way of phrasing like they're finally gonna listen to us on the sixth so i watched donald trump's his little hate speech that he gave before where he made up all these insane conspiracies that every single judge has just completely rejected and then he told him to go march on the capitol and then i saw him hop the fence i, I i'm like watching this all unfold as i'm like what the hell is going on? And then that's when I sent it to you guys. Yeah. And then and then they broke in. So so we knew that it was going to happen. There, everybody on Twitter knew it was going to happen. I had I I had no I I mean if I if I take my mind back five years ago, and I remember that day that the president won the election that Hillary Clinton conceded, that uh, you know reality kind of set in. And I even thought to myself, let's just give him a chance. Let's give him a chance. This can't be so bad. He's going to be surrounded by people that know their shit. They're going to keep keep him in line. There's no fucking way I imagined that there would be a siege on the United States Capitol. Yes, right? but, but do we remember back to his days on the, what was it called? The Apprentice? The Apprentice. No, I never watched that shit, man. Oh, I, I never did either, but we still all knew his favorite line, right? You're, You're fired. fired. You're fired. And that's what he's done throughout the, his four years in office is anyone who disagrees with him in any way, shape or form is immediately fired. 
move on to the next person and wait for the yes men or yes women. And then even when they're yes men or yes women for any period of time, they're fine. But the second they show any, you know, judgment against anything he's doing or anything he's saying, even the smallest thing, they're out on their ass and someone else is in their place. So, so this is literally what I foresaw when he was elected. I figured it was going to go down in flames, literally go down in flames like it has. Um, I think somebody tweeted like a picture of the uh, Capitol the other day and they're like, if you had shown me this picture four years ago when he was elected, I would have been like, yeah, sounds about right, correct? Like. No, this I had exactly I had no I had no I had out. no fucking clue. I just thought, you know, this is America. Like this shit doesn't happen. Um just for a bit of context, I grew up in Jamaica. I've seen a lot of crazy things. I've seen I've seen I've seen people murdered, I've seen riots, I've seen protests, I've seen all sorts of shit, right? I've never seen people march on government in this way for completely made up bullshit reasons. And we'll touch on that again like I said with the you know, I've seen people compare this to the Black Lives Matter protests and trying to create some equivalence here, but um, for me, it doesn't really quite add up. But in any case, um, Belinda, I I didn't imagine this would this would be a thing. It didn't even cross my mind. I I did. I I'm I'm surprised that it didn't happen earlier. To be honest, we, yeah. we've we've had this we've had this group of Americans where they've been they've they've gotten bad luck. Jobs have been shipped overseas and they, they have this populace come in here and he tells them, we're going to bring those jobs back. So that's how he like fomented this crowd of this cult. He, he created this cult by making up these, these promises that he never delivered on because as soon as he delivered on them, he would lose his followers. So he said, we're going to build the wall. The wall was never built. He said, oh, it's Congress's fault. Doesn't, he's just not going to do it because he wants his followers to remain loyal. Mexico's going to pay for the wall. Exactly. And you have this horde of these crazy people. And the person who that they thought was going to deliver for them didn't deliver. So I, I'm not surprised that they, they that they finally tried to do something crazy. I, I'm surprised that they didn't do it earlier. Why, why didn't why didn't they get pissed off when uh, the Republicans lost the this the the house? Like they they had two years to do anything that they wanted. And they didn't get any of it done. And I, I thought that this sort of thing was going to happen two years ago, to be honest. Absolutely. But, Do you think there's a reason they waited till the absolute last moment to do this entire trick? Yes. I think it's stupid. I, I think it's because he is a stupid person. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> on the authoritarian treadmill, this, this concept of authoritarian treadmill where as soon as you get on it, you cannot get off. And it goes faster and faster and faster towards authoritarianism or fascism. Because as soon as you get off, you get prosecuted. You, you actually get in trouble. You, you have to face the music. And yeah. I think he's just a stupid person where he's on this treadmill and he doesn't even realize he's on his treadmill until he lost the election. And then he was like, oh fuck, I can actually lose things? He's a he's a he's a rich kid that has never had to face any sort of problems in his life. He's always got what he's wanted, True. and I think in November he finally realized I can't just take it. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. And then he tried to just take it, and he he failed because he's stupid. Hit, that, that's that's how I see it. That's a super hot take, though. You hit the nail on the head. I think uh, 
the reason it didn't happen until now is because this cult leader, Donald J. Trump, um, as long as he was happy, as long as he felt the power and the ability to, uh, even with the Twitter thing, right? Like, like he's a child that once his, you know, toy was taken away and he screamed for it back and, you know, mom and dad said no, he threw a fit. And so he finally threw the fit. The reason it's happening now is because his toys being taken away, not just his Twitter account, but his right to, you know, be the quote unquote leader of the free world. Although I have, you know, I take exception with that title, but um, really he's just a, a child who's throwing a tantrum because he didn't get his way. And I, mean, I feel like there was more machination like involved. Like I feel like they plan this out. How many times are you going to have the vice presidents and like Congress and everybody all together and people pissed off, right? Like, and ready I, to I'm fight. Going, I'm going to make a bold, a bold prediction. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's hear it. So, so mark where we're at in this video because this is going to be completely wrong. <laughs> but I'm feeling, I'm, I feel it. I'm feeling like it'll be true. I think what we're gonna, what we're gonna find out as they start investigating these things is that yes, they were planning on actually executing politicians. You, you, you had a guy that brought like a dozen pipe bombs and a, a way to make even more. When you like, say, when you say they, who do you mean though? That, that's, that's what I don't know. So, so there's, there's people that in the Stop the Still organization that set up by Donald Trump. I, I'm pretty sure it's that organization that 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 had organized this. Well, um, here's the good I, news. I don't, I don't think that they organized like, hey, you bring pipe bombs and you bring a couple uh, like flex cuffs, the, the zip ties for handcuffs. I, I don't think they did that, but I, I'm pretty sure that they organized this such a way where it's like, Hey, why don't we try to why don't we try to break in and interrupt the proceedings? I I, I think we're gonna find out that some of the people from the Stop the Steal organization that they did have an inkling that this would happen. Not not really because because they're criminals. They're not like the mafia isn't gonna be like texting each other like, hey, did you do the hit on so and so? They're they're gonna talk about it like maybe maybe we're gonna interrupt it you know and maybe yeah, they didn't yeah. have the full grasp of like oh shit they're really gonna break in and then when they did they kind of like fuck I, 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 I can't help but think though like witnessing at least what i saw and you know belinda kevin feel free to chime in here but it didn't seem very coordinated at least in the sense that there was a plan that was like okay a b then c here we are it, it you know watching them kind of uh roam the capital and do what they were doing and there were a couple camera feeds on c-span and msnbc that i was watching anyways it didn't seem very coordinated however i'm not contradicting you in the sense that i don't deny that there were people prepared there were weapons there were zip ties you know uh pipe bombs were found gallows right gallows set up like So there, there's a bit of like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are, the, what, what's your objective? Are you, you trying to like murder Nancy Pelosi or do some like heinous shit? I, like, I, I think to the extent that it was planned, I think the the planned part was probably more of like, we're gonna interrupt what's going on in the Capitol. Not not so much as like we're gonna plan to go break into the Capitol. I think that their plan was more to disrupt than it was to actually break in. 
And then I think there's elements within those groups because you had uh, like literal Nazis, people that had gone to uh, white nationalist Nazi parties that, are, that have pictures of them online at these Nazi parties. So that there's elements within, within the Stop the Steal people that were a little bit more radical who, who agitated. Because if you wanna know what an actual organized protest looks like, that's where the Black Lives Matter stuff. Exactly. Because they, they, have a, they have a clear purpose in what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to point out the, the problems in the policing system and to actually get change within the policing system through so, direct action. I think and, were- and, part, and part of that is when they organize their protests, they organize to have medics come in and they organize to have water there and snacks there and accessibility uh, accessibility features there so that medics. people can actually participate in, in, in the protest. It's, it's, not, it's not like a, let's go attack the police building. It's let's go in front of the police building and let's be heard. It's the, and then the police will tear gas them, hit them with batons, shoot rubber bullets at them. And then that's when the violence starts to come. And it's mostly violence done by the police on the protesters, not, on, not from the protesters on the police. The, so the it was riot- a- yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say, it was definitely a ragtag group, right? It was a, yeah. a bunch of really angry people, but we had tons of enablers, right? Like you have Clarence Thomas's wife who sent what, 50 buses or something to go right. transport people to uh, the protest or riot, whatever. Um, so I think they knew that if they got enough people there, they would overturn something, right? They would disrupt it enough that they could take over. I don't know. And yeah. I think we're going to find out more, I guess, as time goes on and we find well, out. I hope so. The, the beautiful yeah. thing is, is we still have Rudy Giuliani involved in this organization. <laughs> liable to butt dial someone any moment now and spill the beans <laughs> on the whole thing. That but is true. I, I, think the, I think there was organization in the, the upper echelon, you know, from Donald Trump on down within his organization that we're doing significant planning. That's why you had the rally. That's why you had speeches from politicians all over. Um, and then there was individual organizing in the lower levels too. And I think there was a purposeful, um, not really disconnect, but lack of planning all the way down through uh, because they didn't want it to be able to be traced back to them officially. Um, but like I said, well, I, these guys I are- I don't think that. I, I don't think it's that they didn't want it traced back to them. I think it's that they, that they just suck at organizing. They're, 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 <laughs> yeah, the, the, right, yeah. the right doesn't have any practice in organizing protests or direct mm-hmm. actions where the left does. The, the like leftists, that's literally their whole entire thing is organize, organize, organize. Organize your workplace, uh, organize your neighborhood, your community, organize your school. That's, that's what they teach. That's what they preach. And so that's why, like, at Black Lives Matter protests, if you get hurt, there's going to be a medic that comes and checks you out. If you're thirsty, there's going to be somebody that hands you a water bottle. At this, at this place, there's none of that. They're, they just, it's a free-for-all. So I, I don't think it's necessarily that they're covering their own asses. Maybe it is. I think it's more just the right sucks at organizing. I mean, we did, no we did, we did have horned, uh, felt per <laughs> dude, like 
um, leading the charge, so to speak. But right. I, I see your point, Will. Like, you know, it, it, and it's interesting because, you know, as I as I reflect back, um, uh, full disclosure, I was actually uh, more conservative in the past. You know, we, you know, you mentioned things like this is a cult. We can talk about that as well. Um, the fact that we have personal experience with, uh, you know, be, yeah, like surrendering your thoughts, your very uh, perception of reality to a higher authority, right? Whether willingly or contextually speaking, whether it's your parents telling you to or whatever. Um, but it's 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 interesting thinking, you know, as I as I compare the left and the right. The left, I feel, has always struggled to unify. They've always struggled to coalesce around a common uh, purpose or theme. There's always been a fracturing, if you will, uh, which third, part, third parties have capitalized on. They've been able to um, you know, erode a bit of support. Whereas I feel like the right, they've always been like, you know, abortion, we hate gay people, we hate trans, we hate all this stuff, we're not going to tolerate anything. And it's it's been easy for them. And I think this, to me... <laughs> the one, if if there's a silver lining at all, it shows me that there is some fracture. There's some fracture in that uh, that collectiveness, that collective thinking, to say this is enough. Like you guys have crossed the line here, you know. We we've we've witnessed, I think, an attack on democracy itself by people who purport to support that idea. Like it's 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 weird. It's so fucking weird to like see all this happen. And I'm I'm I've been like chewing on it and reconciling and trying to like understand what's happening. But I think what we're witnessing a bit is just a fracture in that uh, support that we've witnessed historically speaking. And I think that that kind of relation that you're talking about, how um, the left seems to be they 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 have a hard time unifying, whereas the right doesn't. I think, I think that largely goes to kind of the, the political ideologies that are involved because leftists, they, the, they want to democratize power. They, they don't want a single person to have power. They, they want everybody to have power and an equal voice in things. And that causes problems because you, you can't just like pick a leader and say, we're all going to follow that person because they fundamentally don't believe that should be the case. They, they fundamentally believe that things should be decided collectively or, or at least a fit, like an illusion of, of collectiveness, right? Whereas the right, they're just like, oh yeah, Donald Trump's our leader. If it, I, I literally heard from, from somebody who's a huge Trump supporter, they were so pissed off that Mitt Romney would say mean things about Trump. They said, Mitt Romney is not a good soldier. And that kind of goes to show like, they don't, they don't believe in the democratization of power. They believe they just need to get power so that they can- No, and I, I, think, I think we all understand that to, to an extent. So, you know- I was um, just trying to like articulate well, it. No, no, I, I get that. I mean, we'll, we'll do a proper episode where we talk about our backgrounds and all that, but we all at least yeah. share a common foundation that we were Mormon. We know what it's like to be in a high demand religion, AKA cult. I, I, I tend to say high demand religion just to- um, placate everyone and accommodate, accommodate, you know, lower the temperature a bit. Cause you tell someone they're in a cult, they're going to be like, what, you know? Um, but we know what that's like. At least I know what it's like to uh, see something and feel differently, but also recognize that the central authority uh, 
as I've externalized and created dependencies on my thinking that are outside myself and having to reconcile, like it's really tough. You know, it's really fucking tough. So people like Mitt Romney, of course, they're going to be called traitor. I mean, fucking Lindsey Graham is being called a traitor at the airport. Like, what the hell? Did you guys see that? Yes. That was wild. Like, fucking Lindsey Lindsey Graham. Like, come on. Like Will said, Mike Pence. Mike Mike Pence. Pence Oh, my God. You know what I reckon? We were literally chanting King Mike Pence. This is the guy that is... He stood by Donald Trump for four whole entire years. The wildest, one of the wildest, one of the wildest things. So getting back to the siege on the Capitol, the terrorist siege on the Capitol. One of the wildest things I saw was there was a woman. I don't remember her name and it doesn't fucking matter, but she was shot and killed as she was trying to penetrate the defenses that were erected. Uh, from I, th- I believe it was the Senate chamber. She was shot and killed, right? And I saw people, I saw people so invested in this cult of personality, ideology, whatever you want to fucking call it, saying that she was, she, she's uh, Antifa, you know, the big boogeyman Antifa. I don't even know what the fuck Antifa is personally. And I, I lean pretty, pretty, I lean pretty left. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Antifa? What do you, what do you mean? This is not an organization. You mean anti-fascist? Like anti quite literally anti-Nazi. Yeah, that's a good thing. So you're saying she's a good guy? Like, what the fuck? It doesn't even make sense. They're not collecting dues from me yet. That's for sure. Right? <laughs> they haven't paid me for any work done. So <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? So my, my point is like, when you get so invested in a cult, when you get so invested in an idea, you know, you have this, the, uh, this this concept of the sunk cost sunk cost fallacy, man. This right. ta- this uh, improvised Tommy Margarita is hitting, but <laughs> I feel like I feel like people are so invested, they're they're unwilling to like check themselves and be like, okay, what's real, what's real, you know. And I I have people that are close to me that are sucked into this shit. Yeah, and I, I, I there's a measure of pride associated with it, with they don't want to admit that they were wrong, and so they hold tight to it. I think I mean, that's kind of a Mormon thing in a, a little bit. I mean, possibly, but it's also a white thing. Like, do white people really want to be wrong? I mean, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm coming at you guys or whatever, you know, no, but no, no. Like, I, I, do you, I, do you, no, you no. want to admit that, like, hey, you might be wrong? Because white right. is no, right. It, it's kind of, it's similar to, a, we, we saw this a lot when um, gay people were finally able to marry each other, where straight people somehow thought that when gay people got equal rights that it somehow took away from their own rights yeah there's all there's almost this uh what do you call it a mutually exclusive mutually exclusive framing and mindset and it's like what if i've had conversations i won't even say who but people that are near and dear to me i'm like what the fuck does it matter that two people of the same gender as they identify are walking down the street holding hands what does that have to do with you you know, let right. them be, let them be, live your fucking life. It's weird. So I, I think there's a similar thing going on. And you, you shared a, you shared that Instagram video today, Spencer, where it was like a town hall and there's a bunch of white people that were mad that. Oh yeah. We'll have to, white, white. we'll have to include that link in the show notes, but yeah. yes. Yeah. 
it, it's a similar con I was going to mention this in our group chat, but it's a similar, like, I think it's a similar dynamic with, uh, like gay rights where like black people are just saying like, Hey, let's like make sure that white people, it's not even black people. People are just saying, let's make sure people are aware of their own privileges. And let's make sure that we're not perpetuating the system where we're putting one type of people above another type of people. And the people who are currently at like the, that are getting all the privilege and all of the perks, they're mad because of it. But the thing is, they're not gonna be losing anything. They're not, no, they're, it, they already it's, it's, it's just that other be equal it's There's really nothing wrong with it. it's really curious to observe kevin what were you saying sorry my bad i just wanted to stop and say do you know what my privilege is right at the moment <laughs> this motherfucking tequila it's <laughs> nice i decided yeah. to not even make a margarita this time i just put straight tequila in. <laughs> oh nice i mean that's that's good too you know, I I improvise. Carry on, carry on. I just had no, to... no. I improvised. I didn't even measure shit, dude. I probably had a three ounce margarita, so it's all good. But, um, yeah, you make good you make good points. I just think, you know, as a, as and the other thought that's kind of been, I guess, sitting with me this week is, okay, cool. We we have not by. Uh, imperative, but rather by circumstance, a majority two-part system, two-party system rather. Okay, and people tend to coalesce or at least lump their ideologies into these two factions for the most part, right? I mean, certainly there's a Green Party, other other parties as well. I think there's a Constitution Constitution Party, whatever. What I find curious is you 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 compare left to right, and yes, I lean left. I lean left, absolutely, hundred percent. I think I'm the anar anarchist in my family, actually. <laughs> the, the socio anar anarchist in my family. That's who I am. <laughs> and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, Spencer, back up!" But okay, let's compare. Let's compare platforms. And I'm going to be reductive here to foster some discussion. But if I look at the 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 position of the right and the left, here's the here's the reality of of life. Gay marriage? That ship has sailed. Stop fighting that. Right. Ra racism. Like that ship has sailed. We have problems. We have ab we absolutely have problems. You look at 2020, the shit we saw. We saw George Floyd murdered in open air on camera, recorded, like a knee on his neck. We saw a man choked out for seven fucking minutes. Right, and people aren't talking about it anymore. We saw that. We saw Brianna Taylor murdered in her sleep. We saw Rayshard Brooks. Murder, chase, chase. Oh my God, fucking chase down, dude. And do that, <laughs> but chase down and murdered. Like this is real shit. Okay, so that ship sailed. Tolerance, and I don't even wanna say tolerance because tolerance to me is like the, that's like the baseline. It's like, I tolerate, but acceptance, that ship has sailed. You know, accept people for who they are. So what is the platform of the right? When you talk to people, what is their what is their position? What's their platform? I I say it's money over bodies, money over life. Absolutely. We, we have a mindset in this country. It's a capitalistic mindset. And it may sound hypocritical that I'm criticizing the system because I benefit from it. You know, I design shit, I make shit, people pay me money to do it, but it's money over bodies. It really is. This relentless pursuit of increase is what's coming from the right. Here's the thing. A lot of the right professes to be Christian. Um, Dude. 
if they follow Jesus Christ's teachings, um, like none of these things play out, right? So it. Has well, I mean, assuming this is a real person, yeah, none of this, none of this really squares up. If I say I follow Jason Bourne and he's my, you know, my god or whatever. dude, stop. <laughs> Then whatever, I'm a Bornite, it's fine. Um, but re regardless of whether it's fiction or nonfiction, it, it really doesn't matter. These people are claiming that this per the stories about this person are what they profess or what they follow or what they are collecting 10% of your income for to, to make those, those things a reality. And the reality is, and yet... Not all, obviously not all, but, and I'm not just talking about Mormon, I'm talking about Christians in general, many, many, many on the right profess to be Christian. And how does all the war, how does all the violence, how does all the hatred and judgment um, align with those Christian values? It just doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, and like, so, I, like I said, this is probably something for another episode, like... <laughs> We've got so much to talk about people, but leaving, leaving religion and realizing, oh shit, you know, I can be compassionate. I can, I can be moral. I can be ethical and I can actually fucking care about people. And it doesn't matter what someone else is telling me to do. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And you're right. It's like, how do you square evangelical Christianity at least as I see it from an out as an outside perspective, if you guys want to leave comments or hit us up, whatever. Um, how do you square that with what, what you see? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a joint uh, control issue and money because how, who's benefiting from the ban on gay marriage or abortion? I, I don't see those as money issues as much, but maybe I don't understand. So I feel like it's a control over bodies and minds as well as money. I don't well, know. It, you, you're totally right, Linda, because it, it's, it's a similar thing with abortion. We're, we're hitting, we're hitting all the, all the topics today, folks. <laughs> it's episode it's, one. We're digging it's in. It's episode one. We're good. We're good. It, it's, it's the same thing with abortions, because if you actually, if these people actually cared about reducing abortions, they would do things like provide comprehensive sex education. They would make birth control free. They would make condoms free. They they would make they would make it the easiest thing in the world to get contraceptives. Right. But they don't. And because all they want to do at the at the core of what they actually are trying to do is they want to control women. Because if you take their their idea of how to actually uh, reduce abortions, if you take their idea where they criminalize it, if you take that to the extreme, what does that mean? Are we in, are, are women going to have to start registering their periods every month with the government now? Are well, women that, going to be investigated? I would be so bad at that. <laughs> and now, now, now you're, now you're talking some handmade, handmaid's tale shit and I can't even watch that show. Like it's too heavy for oh, me. I'm just like, I, I'm just like, I can't. Uh, uh, that, that show is a little too much for me too. Yeah. But, I'm just... but it, aren't, they aren't profiting off. You're, you're right, Belinda, because they aren't like necessarily profiting off of the, the lack of people getting abortions because they would probably be losing money. Right. It's, it's about controlling people. It's about controlling women to them. It's, they want to go back to the days where they treated women like chattel. And I'm not for it. I, I am pro-life. I think that women should be able to choose whatever they want to do with their own body. 
that that's their life. That's why I'm pro-life. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting you say that, Will, because on the one hand, I I agree with you 100%. Like, I'm pro-life. I'm also pro-choice. I don't want to abort a baby. I don't want to right. terminate that process, but I also respect the right to do it. Um, I've, I've actually loaned money to a friend to get this done. This is a real thing because she was uh, unable to do that, but it was important to her. And I was like, you know what? Do what you got to do. It's curious though, because the the kindness, the compassion, the uh, willingness to preserve life from the right seems to end at the fulfillment or realization right. of that life. It's just like, oh, you had a baby, cool, fuck you, fuck off, good luck with everything. And I'm just like, whoa, what the hell? All the we want to make it so that you can't even afford getting the kid education. We make food. it so that you have purchase diapers and all this shit you're right yeah and I've, I've talked to people who have gone through these experiences and it's not something people take lightly it's it's just a curious thing so you know going back to the idea of platforms like what are you what are you fighting for what are you fighting against i don't see i mean like i said they're not going to change the ability for women to choose i think i hope i mean we we somewhat spoke in apocalyptic hyperbolic terms when amy comey barrett was uh confirmed to supreme court fingers crossed hopefully shit doesn't go down but you know um i'm hoping that that people aren't stripped of their rights i'm optimistic i'm hopeful that as a society we can progress together that we can we can reason and we can see uh policies ideas things that benefit everyone but there seems to be a reluctance to embrace progress from the right and i can't quite understand it and the only thing i can really understand is tax cuts and this idea that hey we're just millionaires in waiting you know we're you know the people that that stormed the capital they're just millionaires in waiting right? right they're they're convinced that the american dream is still a thing that they're just gonna they're gonna be just like their guy just like donald trump and you know it's debatable whether he's a gold success. toilets right exactly it's like I, I'm aspiring to be this person as much as in our high demand religion, religious context, we aspired to be like those leaders. I can understand it, yeah. but it's, it's, it's weird. And, and I, I struggle personally. I struggle. Here's so here, here's what I'm really worried about in the years to come. Um, talking about all this stuff. Um, Kevin, I, I see you're, you're wearing a Bernie shirt. Is that, is that what I'm seeing? It is oh, uh, Bernie. Uh, oh yes, holding the pussy cat. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. My daughter so, gave me this shirt for Christmas, so yeah, <laughs> I love it. So, so Bernie went on CNN on uh, the day when um, Trump's people tried to uh, do a coup, and he he told Anderson Cooper, I believe it was Anderson Cooper, he made the point that. In 2008 to 2010, when the Democrats controlled the House, the Senate, and the presidency, they didn't deliver. Right. They, they didn't fundamentally change things to help the working person. And I think that gave rise to what we're seeing now. Because a lot, a lot of what, what is happening, and it's definitely not all, I'm not trying to be like a class reductionist in this sense, um, but a lot of what we saw in, in the past 10 years has been a rise of people who are pissed off at the system, the system that has been keeping them down. Like I said earlier, 
our jobs have been shipped overseas. It's we we have changed the way that America functions functions as an economy, and a lot of people have lost their jobs because of that. Wages have been flat for decades, for decades, and nobody's done anything about it. Our productivity has been off the chart, and wages have been completely flat. And you have this whole entire group of people that are pissed off about it. And like I said earlier, that's when Trump came in and he's a fake populist and he made all these fake promises that he never delivered on. But now Democrats have a chance to actually address those issues. They have a a chance to address wealth inequality. And my biggest fear in the next few years is that they don't. Because if they don't address those problems, we're going to have another Trump. Except this time, it's going to be a smart Trump. Well, it's, it's going to be, be some- it's going to be Holly, someone who has a, yeah. you know, law degree from Stanford or whatever the fuck, yeah. um, or like a Ted Cruz or someone like that who can captivate and uh, capitalize, magnify that energy that we saw this Wednesday, January 6th. Right. Yep. Right. So that's why, like, I think in the next few years, like, it, like Republicans are going to make a big noise about it but they're 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 going they're going to be pissed off either way they're going to be pissed off no matter what the democrats do so i think the democrats should go bold i think they should say you know what we're going to provide every single american with health care no matter it's going to help republicans it's going to help democrats it's going to help the people who live in trailer parks it's going to help republican or democrat it's going to help every single trump supporter every single biden supporter it's going to help every single person and i think if they do that people are going to start looking at the government and thinking they take care of me they 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 look out for me they're gonna they're gonna look at the government and see an organization that actually takes steps to make your life better and i think that's gonna reduce the chances of another trump happening i don't know i uh, i love i love barack obama the man i love barack obama obama the figurehead um, I was not a huge fan of Barack Obama, the president, uh, when it came yeah. to policy choices in a lot of cases, when it came to war and sending troops overseas. Um, but still today, Barack Obama is called, you know, socialist. He's called like all these things. It does no good. This is what we've learned. It does no good to be centrist if it doesn't get you things that provide for the American people. If all you're doing is being lukewarm, what's the, I I haven't read the fucking Bible in a long time, but uh, if you're (laughs) lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth, essentially, is what what God allegedly said. Um, So, like, the Democrats need to go all in. I'm not a Democrat. I'm registered as an independent. Um, I lean probably more left than most Democrats do, to be honest. Um, but um, so so obviously I have a bias here. But, but to your point, Will, like getting things done, in the end, we've lost a lot of this. Like, like if you're a middle to upper class white straight man, yeah, no shit. Of course you're Republican. I mean, I'm that, but I'm, and I'm not. But it's no surprise to me when a middle class to upper class straight white man is a Republican. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like the Republican party like feeds you. So of course you love that. Um, but the, the shocking thing to me always is when we see lower qu- class white people or people of color or uh, I don't see a lot women, of- Women, right? Yeah, or women who are, are huge um, 
I, I won't just say Trump supporters, but even Republicans, period. Um, where was I going with that? The tequila's kicking in for sure. Okay. So <laughs> I know, me too. We should probably wrap this soon. Those promises, those promises that Trump made that he never delivered on is why we saw and have seen over the years a shift of um, especially like lower class people moving to the Republican Party because they're counting on those promises that were made. Well, let's stop fucking making promises and let's get some shit done. And then people will have something to believe in and and really believe in, not just believe in the rhetoric and not believe in the speeches, but look at a record and say, things got done. This is who I'm going. Yeah. One of, one of the most, one of the most painful tear jerking videos I've seen in my entire life was this week. Um, I believe I shared it with you guys. I'll be sure to include it here, but um, this woman who called into C-SPAN, she's from Idaho and there's this phone call that, that took place and she said essentially i want you to tell me that my president didn't lie to me and i just started crying i was like oh my god (laughs) like here's a woman who realized that the last four years have been a complete lie and people lost their lives on wednesday january 6 2021 because they believed for whatever reason that this election was stolen um we can touch on that if you want but the idea that Somehow, somehow there was uh, pulling of strings behind the scenes or whatever uh, compromises being made to make up for 7 million people, a complete repudiation of this president's record and the shit he said. You know, at no point did he say, hey, this might have to do with some shit I said. No, there was no acknowledgement of that. His approach was quite literally, if I lose, it's because they cheated. You know, hey, Belinda, if I challenge you to a game of chess or ping pong, whatever, and I'm like, hey, Belinda, if I lose, if I Spencer lose, it's because you cheated. You know, what? like, what the fuck? How do you even fucking say that? You know, so so that video I watched, it, I was like, oh, my God. You know, people but are people are finally realizing. Here's the thing. We understand that realization, right? Having left a religion having that aha moment, right? Where we realize things are not what we thought they were. And I realize this margarita is very delicious. They're (laughs) awesome, right? Um, I have an acquaintance and she uh, was a BYU student, a Chaffetz intern, and um, had lots of uh, Facebook posts with Barack Obama, with the Hitler mustache, things like that. And she straight up said the other day, the reason she fights with people online (laughs) on social media is because that was what helped her leave that behind because people flamed her on social media when she said something that was not factual or you know just straight up racist or you know stupid people said something to her and finally it hit home and it's a rough realization right like realizing that you have been lied to or that you know maybe somebody didn't believe they were lying to you but you pulled information in took it and did something with it and realized it was yeah i mean i mean thank god they only experienced that for four years i mean you look at each of us and to varying degrees you know will you got out sooner than i think the rest of us um kevin you're in for a minute belinda you're in probably around the same time as me but i mean yeah 
it it's hard it's hard to reconcile and realize at age in my case 30 i don't remember now let's what would this be 33 32 like holy shit yeah i forked over money in my mind and my association with people my behavior my even you know what underwear i'd wear to this organization like it it's a hard thing to reconcile and it's painful and it sucks it sucks i know what these people are going through it sucks that thank, is for thank, another episode yeah that is for another episode but thank god if there's a, my, if there's my a god that, i didn't i didn't kill anyone i didn't inside a march i wasn't part of anything like that i hope and maybe that's short-sighted of me because the mormon church is responsible for deaths of people who committed suicide because they felt the pressure of wanting to fit in and they couldn't they couldn't reconcile that right. that eats at me personally you know because i was a part of that yeah so, so my uh, my producers are cutting in and they're telling me we're running short on time. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> wait, wait, Kevin. Let me let me make one last. Point. Yeah, definitely. So so just just to connect this back to the to the whole rest of the conversation. So, I think a lot like what you're talking about, Spencer and Belinda, is kind of like the sense of I don't know. You you, you feel you feel you feel like you've been lied to, essentially, right? Definitely. And it, so I, I, I am much more of a political mind, which is why I will probably steer the conversation that way, which <laughs> I'm happy when you steer it away because I can't help myself. But I feel like, like generally as a society, not just, not just like politics and religion is like, just like this common sense, like this sense of decency that we need to have for each other because it's just not there like here in utah there is so much homophobia and so much racism and a lot of times people just don't see it just just fucking be nice just if, if someone's gay don't make fun of them it's not that hard it's really not that hard accept them as a person like if someone's not part of your religion accept them love them love thy neighbor it's not that hard and help them out it, like with the democratic party or republican party the fucking government just help people out do do what we want you to do help us out and i think there would be a lot more i don't know compassion that we have for each other and people feeling like they trust each other i, I don't know that was, yeah, that was just kind of no I, to- I i appreciate that i think i think in the future we'll have to either interview each other or yeah. give each other space to tell our own stories because we got stories to tell for Absolutely. sure. Definitely. For I want sure. everybody to go through and tell what tequila they chose today and why yeah. they chose it. Yes. All right, let's do that to wrap. Okay, Will, you go first. I got this. Uh, I don't even know. Luna's Luna. Cool. Yes, yes, thank you. Because Kevin texted it to me to get it. So Is, is it cheap? It was delicious. It's not cheap, cheap, but uh, it's mid-level tequila that's very delicious. And uh, they follow my cocktail Instagram and comment on it, so I love them very oh, much. Oh, nice, nice. All right, all right. I I went with uh, Black Box Tequila. You can actually buy tequila in a box. Really? Oh, yes. Oh. I mean, yes. whiskey, but I didn't know they had tequila. My my liquor store where I'm at, they have the whiskey in a black box. They have tequila. They have vodka. 
wine. So you got Chardonnay, you've got your Pinot, you've got Sauve and Reds. So it's kind of nice. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not a sip, sipping tequila kind of guy. So I don't really care that much. Um, for me, it's just kind of a mixer. Yeah. I chose also the Lunazool, but the daddy size bottle. Um, oh, daddy. Lunazool is, <laughs> is good. It's inoffensive, right? And inexpensive and it's great for a mixed drink. And yeah, I do love, there are lots of, I have lots of likes in the tequila world. Tequila is one of my favorites, but uh, Lunazool is just a good solid choice for me. Watch, uh, Kevin's going to be like, I got some mezcal with the worm. <laughs> well, I um, we'll do a mezcal episode too. Uh, no, I got the, so I actually chose the brand that the original Tommy's Margarita was made with. Uh, I, I'm, I don't speak Spanish, so I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but uh, Erradura. Um, okay. I'll show it. That sounded right. Nice. Erradura. Erradura. Ultra Anejo. Um, Anejo. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm a little extra, so I decided that, you know, if, if I'm really going to show people who I am, I'm going to go get the good stuff for the show. So. All right, all right. Fair enough, I'm fair not, enough. I haven't been um, traditionally a sipper of tequila, but I just sipped some of this, and damn, this shit is good. It's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a tequila sipper. I'll sip whiskey or gin, which I know is weird, but I'm sure we'll cover I'll, that. I'll bring some of this over to your house, and you can try sipping it. All right, deal, deal. All right, all right. Deal, you you, you sure. guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I now that I'm thinking about it, I'm... 90% sure that I've never drank tequila before today. Wow. What? Well, oh my God. You popped your tequila cherry. I I normally I normally just stick with gin and vodka, honestly. That's oh my normally God. what I stick with. You know, I, I don't know if this is completely true or accurate, but I feel as though for me, every alcohol affects me differently. I just had this conversation. And uh, I, I, I know this can spur another hour-long conversation, so we'll table this one, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll save this for another one, but I have thoughts on that. Yeah. Vod, vodka Spencer is a beast. I'm just going to say that, and I'll, I'll leave it there. But we'll Next talk about that. Vodka cocktail. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Thank you, Kevin, for the recipe. Looking forward to the next one. Um, if you guys love the show, definitely let us know, you know, hit us up, leave a comment, whatever you got to do. Um, we'll be back. Follow us. <laughs> definitely follow us. We'll be back with more, uh, hopefully delightful conversation, controversial, uh, and yes. enjoyable, but yes, we'll be back for sure. And if you have any recipe requests, let us know for sure. <laughs>